Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the house. I'm blaming Romano. All right. I'm okay. blaming Romano. All right. All right. <laughs> it's the program, ten- en- program engineer uh, delayed distracted. and distracted <laughs> by a few seconds. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't me because it's always me. <laughs> It's the 10 o'clock hour, the open home hour, whatever you want to talk about, your home, castle, or cabin. one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. Text questions can be sent to 411-923, or you can email us, info at rosieonthehouse.com. Absolutely. And it may not be. I've got a couple things I want to bring to y'all's attention here real quick. We're, we're kind of starting the year here as we did last hour. Because there are a lot of people contemplating getting a remodeling project done. There's been a big fever of remodeling activity involved the last two to three years. And it really doesn't seem to be slowing down very much. I I will tell you, uh, in a network of contractors that I belong to, they're national. There's 11 contractors. There's actually about 100 contractors in the group. And they're located from... Bellevue, Washington, to Miami, Florida, to Portland, Maine, to San Diego, and every place in between. Virtually every contractor I know saw the number of incoming phone calls slow down about September, October, when the interest rates started ticking back up. But I was on the phone with 12 of them just this week, and they have all said the same thing. It seems to us, the Arizona homeowners, uh, um, the American homeowners, have adjusted to the fact that rates aren't going to be going down soon, anytime soon. And they're biting the bullet and they're either going ahead and refinancing and paying the higher interest rates or they're finding other ways to finance the remodel, knowing that it's only going to improve their equity in the future. So if you're contemplating a remodel, me... Romy, Sweet Jennifer, the whole team at Roth Productions, Rosie on the House, have been doing our best to help educate you homeowners about not making mistakes on picking the wrong contractor or giving in to your inner cheapskate and just taking the lowest bid. We had a phone call from a listener the other week that was very mad at me, just just absolutely disgusted at me that our certified partners aren't the cheapest contractors in town. Well, you don't make it into our screening process unless you've been in business five years, and you can't stay in business in this business for five years being the cheapest every single time. And that's not the perspective that you need to have. If you think it might be the cheapest estimate – but it's going to be the most affordable job you have because you've, if you, to fix something a second time is going to cost you a lot more. So the upfront estimate might look like they cost more, but the more expensive estimate is the cheaper route in the long run to get the job done right the first time. There's so much free resources at Rosie on the House for you to use questions to ask your contractors we have buyer's guide on how to pick a roofer how to pick a a painter how to pick an air conditioning contractor all things designed to help protect you and your home 
So if you'd like to get to know us a little bit better, go to our website, rosieonthehouse.com. We've been doing a call-in question and answer home improvement show for 35 years right here on the same station in Arizona as well as other stations around the state. All the questions we've gotten over all those years have been answered, and the questions and the answers live on our website. It should protect you. Like I say, before you do anything at your house, check with us at Rosie on the House. Now, before we get into the topic, because we talked a little bit about how to pick a contractor last hour, I want to talk a little bit about what kind of prices you could expect for projects you're considering. So if you're thinking about remodeling anything at your home, you don't want to miss a minute of this next hour because we're going to take several projects and talk through them about what you could expect to spend. And we do have complete open lines. All lines are open right now. If you've got a question about a price or a project or a repair or some maintenance that you're trying to do at your house, home, castle, or cabin, give us a call. The number is one 767 4348 I have a question for you. Already? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, for, for some amount of time, things were going up so quickly that you wouldn't even try to tell people a price. Right. So does that – the fact that you're getting ready to talk about this, have things stabilized a little bit? A few things have stabilized, but I'm going to be reciting – from a national publication that takes 22 different projects and asks contractors all over the country, for this job, how much would the average price be? So it's average. Yeah. And then they they go to realtors and say, if this project were completed, what return on investment could be? So we're going to be talking about that on a national level. And then they break it down and they come into regional, the mountain range. And and our range basically is Tucson to Boise, Denver to Las Vegas. In that whole bubble, the mountain region, we've got averages for these projects by regions. And then we can dial it down by city. And I've in particularly pulled the reports today for Phoenix and Tucson. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. But before we do, I want to give Arizona a big shout out. Uh, just just a, a, a couple general things. Uh, we talked coming up into the Christmas season how Arizona Game and Fish wasn't going to have their Christmas tree contribution program this year. Well, something changed. Because now fishing game, maybe from the cities, I don't know. Now Game and Fish has Christmas trees. And they're tying concrete blocks to them. And... You can volunteer to help go place these trees in various lakes. Now, what does that do for you? It tells you exactly where to go fishing. Exactly. (laughs) Sakalai Central. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So Game and Fish is doing the Christmas tree planting for fish habitat in lakes around state. It's It's a great way to volunteer. Uh, You get to meet some great people at the Game and Fish Department, and you also get the inside information about where the fish habitat is getting placed in particular. During the week, we have the website up, and we are flooded with questions 
24 hours a day. Questions come in from all over, actually all over the world, uh, although we do tend to concentrate and on focusing and answering the Arizona questions. Here's a question I got. I need to replace my 15-year-old central air conditioning gas furnace. Should I consider switching to a heat pump? I have heard they are better for the environment. Okay. Jim, here's how I would answer that. On a cold morning like we had this morning, they could be a little bit damp. When you wake up in the morning and you make your way from the carpet in your master bedroom to the tile in your bathroom and then to the tile on your kitchen floor, do do you want to feel when the furnace comes on, do you want to feel warm air coming out of those registers? If you do, you will need to stick with a gas furnace. A heat pump can only generate temperatures of about mid-90 degrees. So you're going to feel air coming out of the register that's cooler than your body temperature. It's it's not going to feel what you're accustomed to. Now, if a heat pump comes on and runs and generates and pushes 92, 93 degree air in the house long enough, it's eventually going to get your home to your comfort level of mid-70, 74, 76. But it's never going to be that warm, dry brush of furnace breath on the back of your neck that a gas furnace would provide. For my money, for my comfort level, for my living, I will never live in a home that isn't dual energy. And I go gas with everything I can. Barbecue, outdoor kitchen, indoor kitchen, heat pump, the the furnaces, the water heaters, the clothes dryers, all the kitchen appliances, everything. And there's a reason you might want to consider that. Now, this question came from Tucson, may not apply here. But I also got this week on my desk a notice that APS is going to the Corporation Commission for a rate increase application that looks like it could be for as much as 20% increase. When was the last one? Um, what? It, it wasn't that long ago. I didn't think so. It, well, I, I want to say it was about five years ago. Oh. Now. But here's what you need to know. I think supercooling is going to become a huge issue over the course of the spring, and we can teach you how to deal with this. So, And we've got calls coming in. Uh, Steve's calling from Santan. Carol's calling from Mesa. Uh, We're going to get to a quick break here. The other question I got this week was, how about spray foam under your roof? Not on top of your ceiling, but crawl up in the attic and spray foam underneath the roof deck of your house. We call that cathedral insulation. And before you try and tackle it, or before you contract somebody to do it, there's a lot you need to know about that. I do like it, but there are things it must be done right. And to retrofit a home that was conventionally insulated and convert it to cathedral insulation is expensive. When we get back, we'll go to Steve and Santan and Carol and Mesa. 
one 4348 That's one 4348 rosie for you if you'd like to join the conversation. Text questions can also be sent to 411923. And another way we use that text tool is for listener promotions. We have uh, Suns tickets for Monday, January 30th, 7 p.m. Uh, game time. And I this, this is going to be a hard one. Is it? What was the best <laughs> starting streak to a Suns season in their history? That's searching that that seems to be pretty hard to find that answer. And and you would have gotten that question on our email newsletter that came to your email box on Thursday. So you would have already had time to research it if you're subscribing to the Rosie on the House. Newsletter. Basically, what was their longest winning streak starting a season? What what year was it? Okay. So. And they're going to win tickets to the game on the 30th. Yes, sir. As Very good. Say, host the Raptors. This is – text the answer to 411923 as we get to Carol and Mesa. Good morning and welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. It's what we're here for. Um, my question is, I don't know what kind of t- contractor I need to um, call to figure out my problem. Underneath my brick, there's a there's about, I don't know, a five or six inch underneath my brick, all the way around my house, down to the ground that is starting to crumble. I guess it's the foundation part, and you can see it from the street, and it's starting to look really bad. And I don't know what contractors do that kind of work. So it's it's the stem wall that comes up from the ground. It's concrete, and then you've got a brick home on top of that? Yes. And is it irrigated around your home? Um, No, not at all. Okay. It's just... an older home, 40, 50 years old? Um, yeah, I think it was built in the late 80s. Okay. Um, that isn't all of that uncommon after after a long period of time. The stem wall, uh, there is a lot of moisture transfer at the ground level where, uh, you know, even, even though there's no irrigation, we've had rain uh, experiences in you know, over a 40-year time frame that can start to crumble. But there's a lot of great repair products that are available on the market uh, that will go over the top of that to seal it back up and get you another you know, good 40 or 50 years. You said a contractor. We've got uh, a specialist that deals with foundations, Arizona Foundation Solutions, uh, if, okay. if you're looking to hire a contractor. Or can it be done myself? Because I'm not sure how to fill it all in. Yeah, you absolutely can. Uh, there's a company called Cohill's Building Specialties down by Sky Harbor Airport. And they specialize in all things concrete, and they will have the product there to uh, to, to do it yourself. You're basically going to go scrape everything away that's loose, clean the concrete as best you can, and then apply uh, the, the patching products over the top of it and then seal that. So it okay. it can be done. It's just uh, how how much how, <laughs> try is it. it going all the way around the entire perimeter yeah. of the house? That can 
they can get pretty tiresome working on your knees all the way around the, the edge of your house. But and, you and can the do key, a side at a time. <laughs> and the key to that, Carol, is you're going to want to dig the dirt down. Um, you're not just going to want to stop with that right at the dirt level. You're going to need to dig it down a good six or eight inches. And then the product they're probably going to recommend is a product called Thorough Seal, T-H-O-R-O hyphen S-E-A-L. It's a powder, comes in like a sack of cement. You mix it with water, and then you can apply it with a trowel. You can apply it with a paint roller, or you can apply it with a mortar wash brush and then trowel it flat. Once it dries, then you can paint it the color of your house, and it will generally give you a good another 20 or 30 years. So, And we, <clears throat> on our YouTube channel, if you type in Never Rust, this is a really bad foundation. And what happens is after a period of time, the rebar inside yeah. the foundation will start to deteriorate and hollow out. And Arizona Foundation Solutions has this Never Rust system that they've designed that goes back in and replaces the rebar with fiberglass rebar that won't rust and then they patch it from there so you can actually see uh it's like four minutes and 48 seconds that would be great for her to go watch so give that a, a preview and then that'll kind of help you decide if you want to take that on or uh or call a professional to do it and then carol while you're there go ahead and subscribe to the rosie on the house youtube channel we cut do-it-yourself videos all the time uh, and we're going to be doing more and more of them. As a subscriber, you'll be notified, hey, Rosie and Romy have cut a new how-to tutorial video. Why don't you jump on here and watch it? We just finished in the last quarter uh, teaching people how to tarp the different roofs in the wet season that we had this year. Uh, a lot of people were needing to get their roofs tarped. And one of the things we told people is don't do it unless you have to. Let a roofer get up there and do it. We've got Steve, we've got John, and we've got David and Jesse. All those calls when we get back right here at Rosie on the House. All right, so we've got a trivia question going right now. What year did the Suns have their best start? They went on a winning streak. They haven't done it since. <laughs> Hadn't done it before. What year was that? We did get two people answer correctly. However, oh. yeah. those two people both won Diamondback tickets from us within the last three months. <laughs> so we're going to keep it open. You know, it, it's, it, it, it starts over every 12 months, and then you can qualify to win again. So it was not... In the 2000s. A lot of people keep uh, honing in on 2001 because so they keep, had like a 16-game uh, winning streak. So you're keeping it open. We're not announcing a winner just right don't now. Don't have a winner yet, but it was not not in the 2000s. And that 16-game that winning streak was not to start the season. That Strongest was, start ever for the Phoenix Suns. What year was it? If okay. it comes down to a hint... Yeah, okay. I will give you an event that happened that year. Okay. That's not basketball. Well, go ahead. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah. All right. The hint is the Los Angeles Raiders won the Super Bowl that year. Okay. Against right. Washington. Go go search it. Okay. And how do they text the right answer, buddy? 
411-923. We've got several people on hold waiting to ask us questions about their house, home, castle, or cabin. We're going to get to them right now, and if you'd like to join the conversation, the number is one 767 4348 Let's go to John. I didn't know the Raiders started in L.A. I always thought they were Oakland. Oh, they moved and then went back. Long story. Yeah, they're Las Vegas now. They're still the John. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I've tried to call in before. I have a comment about remodeling. Good. And just to give you a little background, I'm 76. I've been in building since I was 15, and working in Tucson since 1985. And I've done a lot of remodels in my time down here. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the problems I saw in many of these remodels is a lot of these older houses with two-by-four framing, when they re-roofed the house, they didn't take the old shingles off. They just re-roofed over the shingles. And that two-by-four framing is now trying to carry a weight it wasn't designed to carry. And many of the stucco walls all the way down to the foundation are cracking from the top down, not from the bottom up. And when somebody is evaluating their house, they need to look at how the cracks are forming and where they're starting to determine where the problem is and not just assume it's the foundation. Absolutely. Up. Well, John, I, I appreciate you weighing in with all the experience you've got in roofing and building and remodeling in Tucson. It's people like you that help us learn what we need to learn to give the Arizona homeowners the information they need. And John, had in all those years, did you ever see a foundation crumble from the weight of a roof when it was a concrete block wall? No, uh, no. It depends if it's a mono slab or a stem wall with a slab board inside. No, but I'm saying instead of being silly sticks and stucco on the walls, and they did whether it's a red brick, slump block, eight eight sixteens, a home that was built in masonry. Have you ever seen the weight of the roof crumble the foundation when it's a masonry frame, uh, masonry I'm, wall home? I'm going to qualify. I'm going to qualify that by. I did an, an addition on a house that had some block walls built in the 60s. And when I went up to tie uh, the new roof into the uh, old block, I could move the entire wall when I bumped up against it, <laughs> which tells me the grout <laughs> is not on the correct uh, centers. So, yes, it can. Uh, but normally it's, it's a frame stucco. Where the, where the roof framing is, is cracking the walls. <laughs> well, John, we, we appreciate we appreciate the wisdom. That, we really do. And, and, uh, and I'm glad you've tried to call in the past and know that phone line is always open for voices of experience. When I first did my first broadcast 35 years ago and I was walking out the house, Jennifer tapped me on the shoulder and she said, Now, Rosie, you're probably not going to know every answer to every question. If you don't know, just say you don't know. You know, the city of Phoenix is just filled with engineers at Motorola that are going to be gunning for you. So we are the first to tell you we don't know everything, but we're the first to volunteer to find out for you. So it's people like John with the voice of experience that I've learned from over the last 35 years. Let's go out to Santan and welcome Steve into the conversation. We'll get back to some of these cost versus value projects right after that. Let's get Steve taken care of. Hi, you guys. Hey, man. Hey, um, I'm wondering, I want to do some, uh, my wife and I, we're, we're, I'm retired, 
and don't have the cash for these things. I was I was pleasantly surprised by contractors you see at you know Home Depot and Costco advertising and uh, just wanted to replace the shower alone, just the showers. They wanted like twenty five thousand dollars, you know. Yep. And I'm like, whoa! I knew it was gonna be high, but not that high. Yeah. So all we want to do is take the molded ones that originally came with the house and just get a newer one that's nice and easy to clean. Not not the we don't want to do anything fancy. Uh, one is a molded shower and bath. The other is just a molded shower alone. It's in our master. And a formula that I've been getting, and I wanted to bounce this off you guys, is that whatever I pay for materials, I shouldn't pay more than two to two and a half times more in labor. So if I have a $1,000 shower, I should pay 2000 2500 in labor where I buy the stuff. Uh, what do you guys think of that philosophy? Okay. Steve, I want to I want to I want to just warn you a little bit. There are a lot of licensed bonded insured experienced contractors that don't like installing product the home buyer buys direct and just show up and provide his labor. I'm not saying you can't find them, but they can be hard to find. The formula of labor versus material uh you you're close to being about right. Uh here's the dilemma. Uh, that molded piece, whether it's the shower or the tub, as you know, is all one piece. When I'm building your house, I have my carpenters stand all the framed walls, and then those molded one-piece units get set in place before the sheetrock, before the doors, before anything else. And then we put plastic over them, we protect them, and they're there for the rest of the construction process. And when we finish the house, we, we bring in the made cleanup crew and then they make it look like new and we bring fiberglass repair companies in if we have to, if someone dropped a hammer or stepped in it or whatever and cracked it. Um, so it is it, it, it can be tough getting that unit out. You're going to open the sheetrock up about six inches away from the edge all the way around, remove the sheetrock then that's going to be nailed to the two-by-fours or two-by-sixes. Pull those nails. Now, the challenge is going to be getting that out in one piece. And if you can't get it out in one piece, you won't be able to get a new one in in one piece. But they do make modular systems where the tub can come in and then the walls snap in place. It's not one piece molded, but it's all one piece interlocked. Same thing with a shower. You can do a shower pan with walls in interlocking panels. And I think that may be a better way for you to look. And I can tell you, uh, if you would want to get to one of the major, or you could go to flexstone.com. And they make the pans, the tubs, and the wall panels. And take a look at that. Uh, And good luck. And what he said about... Uh, $25,000 bid from contractors is exactly the number we talked about last hour. Just to do a tub or shower, pull out and replace is about a $20,000. Let me go to the cost large value report real quick. This is a national report published by Remodeling Magazine. They break it down by region. And I'm just going to talk about the region because I've run out of time. I don't have time to talk about the whole national 
And this is in a circle from Boise, Idaho to Denver, Colorado to Tucson, Arizona to Las Vegas, Nevada. Just draw a circle around that. That's the mountain region. We're included in there, Phoenix and Tucson. And they've taken 22 projects and they've asked contractors, how much would it cost to do this? How much would it cost to do that? How much would it cost to do this? And they get the average number from all the contractors in all those different areas. Then they go to realtors and appraisers in those same areas and say, if we did this job, what could be our return on investment? So in the mountain region, in Phoenix and in Tucson, the number one thing you can do, the number one home improvement project you can do that you're going to get the highest return on investment, this may surprise you. And it's the same in both cities. It's same. In the whole region, replace your garage door. Average price, $4,000, and you will get about a 92 to 93% return on investment if you appraise the house or sell the house within the next 24 months. And you stop to think, why is that the case? Well, most Arizona architecture homes in subdivisions have that big garage door as the largest architectural feature facing the front of the house. When you're driving up and down the street, walking along the sidewalk, the biggest architectural feature on many homes is that garage door. And it does a lot to the feel of your home, the look of your home, to upgrade that. When you do, make sure you check with your homeowners associations because they've probably got restrictions on colors, materials, and styles that you can use. But that's the number one of 22 different projects. That's the number one. So what's the number two? Applying stone veneer to the front of your house, which, again, addresses the look from the street. And it would, in a lot of subdivisions, that everything looks the same. It lets you find your house. It, uh, again, probably have to check with the homeowners association, but many homeowners associations have kind of updated their restrictions and said, you know what? If our neighborhood's 20, 25, 30 years old, it might make sense to approve some of these things to kind of update and upgrade the whole environment, the whole community. So if your homeowners association restricts this kind of activity, you might want to just by the president of the homeowner association a lunch and say, man, can't we upgrade some of these restrictions so that the overall age of our community is improved? Manufactured stone veneer in the region, in Tucson and Phoenix is going to cost you north of $10,000. And the average return on investment, if you appraise the house or sell the house in two years, is going to be, again, above 90%. Now, when we get back, I'm going to tell you which project returns you the least amount on your investment. Your Phoenix Sun. Oh, yes. All right. Do we have a winner? We do. All right. Night. Your hint, I think, helped prompt it a lot. I thought so. The question was? What was the Phoenix Suns' best starting year? And it was 1984. They had a five-game winning streak to start the season. 
And then, uh, well, they ended up third in the division that year, 36-46, but they lost in the first round to those dreaded Lakers, 0-3. John McLeod was the coach, some of the players, Alvin Adams, Rick Roby, Larry Nance. Gary, you know a lot more about basketball than I do. I I mean, I graduated high school at four foot six. (laughs) (laughs) Never played. Let me just say I never played basketball. I made a three-point shot at a media tournament in Louisiana, so that's about the experience. Should I dislike the Lakers more or the Spurs more as a Phoenix fan? I would say the Lakers. Okay. All I right. would say. All I right. just like the drama. The Lakers and the Cowboys, they have drama written all over. Okay. All right. Especially right now. I just wanted to be clear on yeah. that. Well, <laughs> well, congratulations, Brandy. She was listening and was one of the random right answer winners that we selected from. And they are electronic tickets. So we'll get your email address and then we'll transfer them over. All all the, uh, from what I understand, all the sporting venues, they don't even have paper tickets anymore. It's all digital on your phone and you got to. Scan your phone when you go in now. Okay. So we'll transfer them digitally. We're wrapping up a conversation about cost of various remodeling projects, and I've been sharing with you all from a national report published by Remodeling Magazine that takes 22 different projects. And you can find this report if you're a subscriber to our newsletter. It's the link to the report is embedded in the newsletter. Okay, it's the cost versus value report by Remodeling Magazine. It lists 22 projects. And I've already told you the projects that return the highest return on investment if you live in Arizona, in particular Phoenix and Tucson. So now I'm going to tell you which project returns the least amount of investment. Can we have it, multiple choice? Nope. No. Nope. I don't have time. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was, that's a great idea, <laughs> uh, but I don't have time to run a multiple choice. This project costs $600 a square foot to build. And folks, I have to tell you, at Rosie Wright Remodeling, that's about what we tell people. If they want a backyard casita or a significant remodel or addition on their home, it's running about $600 a square foot. So we're being substantiated a little bit by this report. A master suite addition in an upscale luxury environment of about 600 square feet, to be exact, 640 square feet. Includes new bathroom, includes a little serving area with a wet sink and maybe a coffee maker. Master suite addition, 640 square feet, is going to average in Tucson $310,000. In Phoenix, it will average $330,000. And if you think that's high, the average nationally is $340,000. So if you're in Arizona, you're getting a deal. If you'd like to see this report, and we're trying to bring this information out to start the year off, for those of you who are contemplating a project this year, know this, supply chain challenges still exist. Dilemmas and, and, and delays at building departments still exist. If you're thinking about starting a remodeling project, we have a lot of snowbirds that live here through the, the winter that want the pro- – we have a project to start up in Carefree. We've already signed the contract, but they don't want us to start until May 1st. 
when they move to their summer home. They want the whole job done while they're gone. We do a lot of that. If you have a remodeling project you're contemplating getting done this year, I couldn't encourage you enough to call the remodeler of your choice as soon as possible. Interview two or three of them. Use the interview process that we have on our website, the Buyer's Guide for Interviewing a Remodeling Contractor. And if you want it done Rosie Wright, you're going to have to go to Rosie Wright Remodeling, 480-248-8699 or rosywright.com. Or you're going to have to go to Rosie on the House and find the other Rosie Wright certified contractors in the Valley of the Sun. TWD out on the west side, BC Renovations on the east side, Kirk Development right in north central Phoenix. So we've got contractors for you. Please, please do your homework. There's going to be a day I'm going to get really old, I'm going to get really hungry. And when people call me and want me to help them with a contractor, I don't know. And the first thing they say is, I know I should have called one of yours. And they didn't. And now I got to bail them out. I'm, one day I'm going to get angry enough. Here's to David Crosby who passed away. <laughs> David Crosby.